2020 wasted no time in setting a match to all of our plans this year. But like a phoenix, we rose from the ashes and created a place where we could invite you all to come along and escape from the worries of the day. On this season finale of Forks and Fangs, we present our year in review. We say goodbye to the wannabe dictator in office, hello to the age of revolution and vaccines, and remember those who we have lost this year. Happy New Year to all of you, and stay tuned as we say farewell to 2020! Are you currently looking for a bookstore that has a great selection of books? Well, Kizzy's Books and More is that bookstore. Visit www.kizzy'sbooksandmore.com to purchase your next book for our book club. Use coupon code VULGARGENIUS to receive 10% off the subtotal of your first order. Hello. Welcome back to the Vulgar Geniuses Podcast. My name is Danny. And I'm Veronica. And this is our bedroom voices. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Get your mind out of the gutter. This is our last podcast of 2020. It is. It is the last podcast of the year of our Lord. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, we made it. Never would have made it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, we made it through this. Well, let me say this. We haven't finished the year yet. I mean, true. Um, we're recording, you know, in a secret studio. In our secret studio. <laughs> um, we're almost to the end of the year. Today is what? The tw- the 12th? The 12th. The 12th of December. So we're halfway, almost halfway through the month, getting towards the end of the year. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to call it quits already. Yeah. Cause we're sick of this fucking year. <laughs> it's time for 2022 geo go. Yes. Um, but a lot of things have happened this year. Um, good and bad. Um, this has been quite a, quite a ride for, for both of us here at Vulgar Geniuses. Yeah. And, uh, we just want to say thank you for being a part of this journey with us. Very much so, because the the podcast, the Vulgar Genius brand, wouldn't be here actually without, you know, of the misgivings <laughs> and the the I guess just of twenty twenty being twenty twenty. Yeah, I guess we kind of in a sense got to thank COVID for bringing us together. I would never thank COVID for anything. Um, <laughs> COVID can suck a dick because COVID is keeping my friends away. But, I mean, in a sense, partly due to, I mean, mainly due to COVID. The unfortunate situation that is COVID. We were able to get together and create something beautiful. We're basically stuck with each other. (laughs) Forever and ever. I'm not going to quit you. (laughs) You can't quit me. So... Here we are. And we hope that you don't quit us either. Because we wouldn't be here without you all. Well, actually, we probably would have been here speaking to the air. (laughs) 
but you make it oh so much sweeter knowing that yeah, you are listening so to much this fun. podcast it's every so much fun. time we put one out. So yeah, let's let's talk about 2020. Like, what are your thoughts on this year? Um, 2020 has been. I started 2020 really in a rough, rough place. Mm. Even before the pandemic, I was already, I was already ahead of 2020. <laughs> you were already getting a, a start on your own yes. personal pandemic. I was, I was in my own world, literally, because I, I just gave birth. I was in a rut. I had postpartum depression for 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 a hot minute, mm. and I was going back and forth. Some days are better, some days are worse. So. When the pandemic happened, I was just like, oh, shit. More? <laughs> like, <laughs> I got to think about more. I'm already, like, paranoid. I'm hypersensitive about, about everything. And yet, and now there's this pandemic that I have that I have to wrestle with and still wrestling with. <laughs> so, um, but... You know, but but with that came came this gift. Um, it was really hard to, I guess, take myself out of like mommy mode. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, even up to now, but vulgar genius gave me like a way or like a release, so I can be like myself again. Because every time we record, it's probably, like, the time that I'm going to be like, fuck you, bitches, I'm going to be me. <laughs> so I don't have to think of, like, you know, nothing else but my feelings. Mm. <laughs> I'm in my feelings right now. <laughs> oh, that's a good place to be. Yeah, but in a good way, not, like, you know, in a depressed, lonely, sad way. Mm -hmm. So, and, prob and probably, like, just doing the books, reading the books, talking to um our, you know, the readers that would be joining us and doing the podcast was kind of like my own self therapy. And it really helped me kind of bounce back. It you know, it took a little bit cuz nothing is magic. Yes. I wish it was. Don't we all. <laughs> but I'm getting I'm getting back to, you know, 100% I guess, or whatever is a hundred percent. You would, I think, you'd never go back to a hundred percent because you would never I get think that you, sleep. It's more like an evolution of self. I, I don't guess know if so. it's like a hundred percent back to where you were before you had your baby, but you're a mommy now, so you can't be a hundred percent who Denny was before. I'm an adult. That's what she's telling me. <laughs> <laughs> you're adulting. Yeah. Um, but I mean, on the real, like. I don't know if it's necessarily adulting and just like this is the new stage in your in your life. This is where I, where you're at. Yeah, I really have you know I have no choice. I have to evolve or else sink or swim. I guess you mm. know, Denny two point oh. <laughs> or trying to make it to world five oh four. Yes, join Hippolyta <laughs> in the evolution of self. But yeah, for real. Yeah. So how about you? Oh, man. Well, you know, the 2020 
in 2019, I think I got an early start on pandemic in 2019 and just brought it with me over in 2020 mm-hmm. after losing my job and trying to figure out like, what is life? Because this mm-hmm. is the first time, that was the first time I had ever been not working since I graduated from college. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I didn't know what what I was doing, where I was going, and I was like, I knew that I was spiraling down into a dark place when the pandemic hit because, you know, it was like, you're coming into the new year, it's January, February, you know, I had started doing the Black Trivia Night thing, Mm -hmm. and it went well, and this was like at the end of February, like, Black History Month was awesome, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe I can do this again. Mm-hmm. And then, like, two weeks later, they're like, we got to shut the whole world down. Everybody stay in your house. Yep. And it was scary because it was one of those things where, like, I didn't know what was going to happen. If everybody was going to go crazy and off their rocker and just start, you know, going, like, Wild West style. Like, I mean, West it's... World, like, doing whatever the fuck they wanted. It kind of did a little bit. A little bit with the toilet paper, for sure. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, who, who would have thought that of all things to go in the middle of a pandemic, it would be toilet paper, but here we are, right? You gotta be clean, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get that ass clean. That aisle is still empty in Target, by the way. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, this third, third wave is something else. Fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, who whatever. Knows? But, um, yeah, so, like, when all of that started, it even pushed me even deeper down because I was just kind of like, dang, I was just, like, getting everything off the ground. Yeah, and getting I was starting, your mojo back. Yeah, and I was feeling, you know, like a little confidence of, like, okay, I'm going to, you know, start applying to all of these jobs and mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go and start dating. Like, I was, I think I had gotten to a place where I was like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. And then the world was like, hold up, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, you know, what the fuck do we do? But we had essentially started talking about reading a book like the week before the world shut down. I know. We started talking about like doing a little mini book club. And so f- from us just wanting to read a book so we can watch the TV show. Yes, shout out to Hulu and Ooh, Little Fires Everywhere. That was our you, first Reese book. Witherspoon. Um, because of because of Little Fires Everywhere, it catapulted us into becoming business owners. Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> From a book club to a full out business. Yeah, we do. We do have a business. We do have a side hustle. <laughs> we got a we got a hustle here, and and um. And I'm really proud of what we've been able to accomplish this this year without being able to go out in the world. I know. It's it it's almost kind of fascinating, but also kinda of like slightly scary. Yeah. Because like <laughs> everybody's connected everywhere. Like the pandemic showed you that it is it it's sucky not to be out with people, but technology allows you to do so yeah and i guess you know we are that dependent on technology which is the scary part Mm -hmm. but also that is the fascinating part of it it has definitely been a blessing 
um, to be able to connect with people when you when you can't be with them because mm-hmm. you want to make sure everybody stays healthy. Um, it is definitely a blessing to be able to connect with people uh, through Zoom or Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is that mm-hmm. whatever platform yeah. people choose to use. Whatever video chat. Yeah, because um, I realized like I think in that moment I realized how much I really miss human con- connection. Like, mm-hmm. physical, like, I want to be in your face. Mm-hmm. I want to give you a hug. And I am not a hugger. So, to get to a place where I'm like, oh, I miss getting hugs from my friends. <laughs> where before I was like, I don't need nobody to hug me. You give me a high five. We can keep it going. Please Just don't a touch head nod. Please don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, now I'm longing for those things that I thought that I, I really hated. I re- before... Uh, 2020 had even started back in around Christmas, uh, not Christmas time, but Thanksgiving. Um, I moved, helped move my nephew and his wife and family to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And my mom and my sister live in Baltimore. And I remember taking that drive because it's such a long drive and then thinking that you have like a caravan of people. <laughs> You have to corral. Yeah, that you have to corral and make sure that they're following you. And a 12-hour drive turns into a 24-hour drive. And I got to Baltimore, and the first thing I told my mom when I saw her was, I'm never making this trip again because I hated that drive. It was so long. And it was the second time, actually the third time I had done that drive. I would give anything to do that drive now because... I can't see my mom, mm-hmm. you know, so it definitely put a lot of things into perspective Yeah, of what, you know, you thought that you didn't want, didn't need and realized that the things that you claimed that you didn't want or need was actually what you wanted and needed. Yeah, and it's a it took a toll on a lot of people's mental health. Oh, for sure. Not just physical health, but mental health, because humans are social beings. Mm-hmm. I am an introvert through and through i need to recharge if you talk too much i'm gonna be like i I need to step away from you for a minute (laughs) exactly melting melting (laughs) i'm just like i just i just need to shut up for a second and then i'm gonna get back to you okay (laughs) i'm gonna be right back brb potty break but um i was so because i was pregnant and had a baby so i was so used to just being me and the baby Mm mm-hmm and then, but when would people would come in and actually ask, like, how you doing? Or just being around you, like, helicoptering you, actually felt, like, nice. And then the pandemic happened. And then, like, you know, you would have, like, family and, like, a couple of people that would come through. Mm-hmm. And then that it would make you feel like, oh, my God, I kind of miss that part. And for me, saying that and me getting excited over seeing, like, my usuals I'm just like what have I turned into (laughs) (laughs) and it sucks for you know my husband's a complete extrovert for sure without a doubt so that sucks for him that you know that's taking a toll on like his happiness and he's you know his socialization and people need that and Mm -hmm. that I understand completely and also it sucks for my son because like he wants playmates, man. Like, he would come up to anybody walking in front of the house and would give them the grass. 
He did it today. It was so cute. Yeah, grass, trash, his food, just so people would notice him. <laughs> and usually they're just like, hi, baby, and walk away. But, you know, like, shout out to the children born in the middle of a pandemic because they don't, they don't know, no, you they know? Don't. They really don't know. They literally don't know because they're babies. But, you know, eventually they'll get to a point where they're going to want to, you know, see other little people like them. Mm-hmm. And I, my my godson, um, who is three now, I when the pandemic hit, it was first. It was like he was happy because he didn't have to go to daycare. <laughs> he hates going to school, but then it got to a point where he's like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> yeah. I can't see my friends. Like mm-hmm. we got to be stuck in the house. We can't leave the house." And so then it became a problem because when you have a three year old up in the in the house unable to go out you're like going crazy i know it's so hard so if a three-year-old goes crazy imagine like a 37 year old who's like i want to be out all the time <laughs> like, it where's my takes a, it takes a toll and it, it disrupts the just the flow of like your life it that this pandemic has completely changed and i think would forever change how we do things let me ask you this, like, what would you say has been, you know, the things that you you would do in order for you to, like, get back to your center when you felt like it was just too much? When the, when you thought about all the troubles of the world, what would you do to bring your, yourself back? I'm really good at blocking shit. <laughs> for better, for worse. <laughs> no, for real. I'm really good at... Um, not thinking about stuff Mm -hmm. and the moment when I feel I'm getting stressed about it I think my brain just completely shuts it off like on its own Mm -hmm. that's why I'm like for better for worse because it's not always like that it's not supposed to be always like that but case in point Veronica my my neighbor La Prada Lights (laughs) welcome to La Prada Lights Go to LaPrada.com. We should get them to sponsor us. (laughs) Shout out to Adam. Adam, hello. Um, So, case in point, my neighbor does this, like, light thing that's called La Prada lights every Christmas. So, it was our first Christmas in this house last year. Veronica was like, oh, you've never noticed this before? This is the same setup. Just a bigger tree and, like, a bigger light setup. And I'm like, I told her, I don't remember anything. Like, anything. It's kind of like uh, my my brain just blocked all of it because I don't I really don't when it's when when the light show started what day it started when it ended I have no clue I probably remember one of the windows being lit up mm-hmm. but I don't remember anything to this effect that's why this year when I saw it I'm like oh my god this is so nice but for other people in this neighborhood I'm like oh you know. They're doing it again. But when you are in, like, you know, you were dealing with your postpartum in that sense, so it was kind of like you were in, like, a tunnel vision mode, I think. Yeah. Which I guess essentially is you blocking out everything. But what about, like, in the present time now of, you know, just, you're now, because you're a nurse, you're going to work, you're having to be in that world in which COVID lives, yeah, unfortunately. You know, how is it that you can go to work and not 
freak out? Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, Cause I was having panic attacks in the middle of the in the store at the very beginning of when all of this happened, and I'm having to go to Target, but I'm just like, you know, freaking out. I'm sitting in the parking lot crying because it's just like I'm having to wear a mask and go inside and being afraid to touch stuff. I'm still, I'm, I'm. I'm, I think I'm because I have a small child, and because I build, I believe in the beliefs that I do believe. Um, I believe in science, so, <laughs> so, um, I, I'm still a little bit, you know, paranoid and and the stuff. But I think I have to decide which one is worth it to sweat about and not mm. like I have to think rationally to a point that I have to dissect little things um, like if I go to the hospital I think quite honestly it is cleaner than Publix or like any other department store or any other grocery store that you would go to because mm-hmm. we use hospital grade disinfectant Yeah, and people clean there I don't know how well but we clean. I clean. <laughs> I know you clean. So, you know, that's why my my skin has chemical burns. <laughs> she might be a Libra, but she's on that. She's on the cusp. I she's mean, got I have that Virgo. Clean. I have my I have my Libra moments. I always I always would have. That's why I live in this. My my mind is crazy. I dig, but I digress. Um, I have to rationalize it every time. Mm. Like. You know, go into a store and be like, would we be okay? Would we not be okay? And then, you know, I guess just being really conscious on what I do, like when I'm outside, which I never used to think about. Like, for example, like my clothes, if I sat on somewhere and stuff like that, like I want to take it off. Like, but again, you know, you have to, I guess... It's a give or take situation. Mm-hmm. It depends on the situation. Be- because if not, then you're going to go crazy. What I wouldn't give to be in a crowded room trying to get a bartender to notice me so I can get a drink mm. and be just up on somebody's ass trying to get to the bathroom that everybody's been using. Like, I, what I wouldn't give to be in that moment. To probably be also be in a room full of cigarette smoke. Like, I wouldn't mind it because it's just kind of like, this is a space that I that I used to be in and I did not fear the presence of another human being. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really disheartening um, that, you know, not everybody would be in the same page. I get it. But it's just that, to me, it's just, like, considering other people's situations and not just yourself. That's always where I stand on mm-hmm. this on this pandemic. Yeah. Especially because I'm a healthcare worker. So maybe my immunity or my, you know, my body is used to, and I know it, I'm used to being exposed to crap. To shit, like literally before pandemic, there are other hospital acquired infections that you can have, and 
Monday, you'd be taking care of that patient, no barriers, no nothing. The next day you go to work, that patient is like in a bubble wrap. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was up in that bitch yesterday, like clean in their ass, suctioning their like everything. And now you telling me that patient is in contact? Uh. So this mentality of like being paranoid and this, it does this. You know, healthcare workers being put in situations like this is not brand new, mm -hmm. but it's brand new to everybody else. But, you know, for us, we're just asking for people to be really like, respectful of also other people's like feelings and like, you know, just, just other people's fears too. Mm -hmm. You might not think that it's, it's a cause of like concern for a lot of people. But I I work in hospital. It's real. People have died. People have died of it. Yes, we shouldn't be scared of it. We shouldn't be scared of like living our lives. But I think we have to. I think we have to adapt to the situations that is present right now. Because if not, then we would stay in this limbo for a very very long time and that's what we're not trying to do you know that's not that's not what we're trying to do so hopefully within the next year 2021 to come um we can get a we can get a hold of what is you know causing everybody to die we can we can get to a place where we're just at our our truest sense of self to know that we got to protect not only ourselves but each other so we hope that you all are out there being safe and wearing a mask and washing your hands and all that jazz and you know i, I know a lot of people's lives have been disrupted um this year financially mentally and you yeah. know we're we're out here thinking about you we're you know want it, this podcast is a is a way for us to be able to give a little bit of light into your life and you know um we hope we hope it shines bright yeah you know during this time but we're gonna we're gonna flip it on to some other things uh other than the, the pan fucking pandemic the fucking pandemic because <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of wonderful things there were a lot of shitty things that happened this year um and you know, like the pandemic is, you know, takes the cake. It, it wins that yeah. award, whatever fucking award it is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, out of it has come not only this podcast, but we have gotten verses, which I am really <laughs> excited about because we're recording this on the eve of Ashanti and Keisha Cole going. You know, toe to toe so tomorrow if, night. If you don't know what versus is, <laughs> if you living under a rock, I mean, I wouldn't know versus if not for you. I do live in a rock, <laughs> and I'm happy under my rock. Okay, you don't live under a rock. I do, I do, I I can, and I'm like I I can. I'm happy in my she own little world. Live under a rock. <sighs> she like to think so, but she doesn't. I do. If you living under a rock, then I'm living under there with you. <laughs> no, she she has. I might open it up a little bit. She like, does. Hello? Anybody out there? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But Versus has been a, a gift. I mean, we had Gladys and Patty. So these are two very, very famous and well-decorated musicians. Yeah, going going toe-to-toe -to -toe with their hits, their latest, mm. their greatest. Yes. Um, sometimes they're new. Sometimes they drop new songs. Or poems. <laughs> or poems. Shout out to Brandy. <laughs> Brandy and Monica. Whew. That one that one was good, but those 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 chicks didn't wanna sing. No. But then Gladys Gladys and Patty came and showed them how to do it. Yeah, and they're like they're like Brandon and Monica just needed to. Keisha Cole and Ashanti better not do that tomorrow night though. I I gotta be honest though. Ashanti in my opinion is not a singer. What? Ashanti sang all the songs of J Lo. What do you mean she's not a singer? I stand by what I stand by. <laughs> Ashanti is not a singer. When I think of a singer, I'm thinking of somebody like Beyonce, somebody like Whitney Houston. Ashanti is a pop, you know, she's pop, pop R&B. And then Keisha. Well, that's J-Lo, isn't it? But that was Sha <laughs> I Look, I have, you know, vivid memories of Ashanti, you know, associated with my time in college, my early twants, like, you know, she's she's there, but it's not somebody that I would be like, oh, you know, that's the voice of a generation. No. <laughs> How no. about Keisha Cole? I mean, Keisha Cole can, to me, Keisha Cole can sing better than Ashanti, hands down. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. We'll see. We'll see. Get your get your Timberlands ready. Get your baby fat gear ready. Like, <laughs> you know, let's go. Um, but Versus has been a blessing. DJ D Nice doing his mm. quarantine. I mean, there was something electric about being in a Versus chat room or being a DJ uh, D Nice chat room. And the Obamas are up in there. Like Oof. every famous person you could Mariah think of. Mariah was there. Oh, oh my goodness. It it is it is wonderful to be like, I'm in a chat room with the first lady. Like, that's huge. Like what technology has been able to do to be able to like bring us together and be in the one place and sharing this moment all at the same time. Yeah, and you know, it's music is kind of like a it made it like a, a level player for everybody. Mm -hmm. That everybody's it's, just a fan. It's a unifier, um, and it also versus for me has just made the internet the best thing the following morning because you get to go and you see all the memes that are out there, <laughs> all the jokes. Memes are a blessing. I mean, goodness, the pandemic brought us the Tyson Jones fight. I mean. That was a blessing, even though it was a draw, and we know that it that Tyson actually won, but um, it brought us things that we that we probably would have never seen in real life if this pandemic did not happen. I think what has happened is is that in the future we're going to see technology and ways to be able to communicate with each other in a closer mm -hmm. in a closer scale. Yeah. Um, like 
Com- that we've never could ever imagine. Yeah, companies that didn't think that you can work from home or like mm-hmm. have conversations from home and have just everything set up at home. Just hopefully that we don't ever go down the road of like Wally where everybody is just a robot. Yeah. <laughs> Wally or if you ever seen it um Idiocracy. Oh goodness. Yeah. Idiocracy. That's a good movie. But uh, I want to give a, a special shout out. I don't know his 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 government name, but he played Debo in Friday. He also played the president in Idiocracy, and he passed away. Um, he passed away this week of us recording this episode, and mm. um, this has been a this definitely has also been. We I don't want this show to be like a. Like a sad show. <laughs> but we do have to acknowledge that we did lose a lot of greats this year. We lost Kobe. We lost Chadwick Boseman. We we lost um, some the people, the people, Lewis. the regular everyday people by the hands of the police with Breonna Taylor, Elijah McClain, George Floyd, and the countless others um, that have passed away. Um, this year and um, so we definitely want to acknowledge their lives because I think within this pandemic it brought to life how much it means to say that like black lives matter right yeah what does it really mean though you know yeah and um, you know being able to amplify voices of people of color this year and and hopefully that that is something that that continues um that is not just you know a company saying hey you know we see we hear you like they're actually making steps and strides to stand by their their Mm -hmm. words right but more so on the governmental end on defunding the police end, we want to see those changes happening and if you are a part of those changes that's happening, we commend you. If you've been writing letters and things like that, that's great. Um, so uh, let's talk about our, our reading resolutions for this year. Do you, do you have any? Um, for the next year, I just, I just want to finish all the shit that I bought this year. <laughs> there's a lot. I, there's a lot of good new books that came out in 2020. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, still gems from like the previous years because I have been not been reading from for a hot minute, mm-hmm. meaning like five years. Mm-hmm. Like constantly I would pick up a book every now and then, but like really reading, like how I read right now that I can read. I used to not be able to read two, three books at a time. And now I feel like if I don't do it, I'm missing out. Yes. FOMO. Woo. I'm like, shit, shit. What am I doing? What I need to do? What I need to read? What I need to listen to? Yes, it has turned me into a spaz. <laughs> but I'm very thankful of it because I really like reading and I like opening up new worlds that my, my mind hasn't known about before, that my heart didn't think that I can like feel. Mm-hmm. But I just really want to read my books and um, the books that I bought because the books that I bought are more inclusive more about minorities more about women um, and it might be like you know almost kind of like the same story 
time and time again. Mm -hmm. But if nobody would buy their books, then nobody would write about it. And people need to write it more. Because before, I'm just kind of like, you know, buying stuff that's always just mystery and thriller or dystopian. It's That, to me, is a very pleasurable, but I want to challenge myself to reading stuff that I don't think I would pick up Mm -hmm. if not for the book club. For sure. You have anything else? Or was that was that it? Yeah, I think that's that's really my biggest book resolution. That's good. I think it's good to keep it at one. You don't get your hopes up if no. you don't <laughs> if you don't complete it. Unlike me, I think I have several on this on this uh, this paper here. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, let's see. This is this is what I where I'm at. I'm right with you where it's kind of like that that FOMO of wanting to read all of the books. Like I want to read the entire library. Yeah, I I never thought I would love nonfiction as much as I love nonfiction now. Mm. And I think that's just me growing as a person, as a reader. Um but yeah, like most of the books that I gravitate actually I think is more of nonfiction. And I'm like, why am I reading? Why did I ever put myself in a box of just reading thrillers and mysteries all the time? Mm. Like, I I felt like I missed out, and now I have to, like, catch up. Yeah, because I have a friend um, whose wife, she she is an avid reader. She, re- she reads, like, how I wish I could read, like, just devours a book. But she's one of those that sticks with, I'm a classical person. Like, I want to read my classical Agatha Christie mystery stories. I don't want to sway from anything else. Yeah. So to get her to read, I've bought her books for her birthdays or Christmas, and I've seen them like they own a restaurant. And the next time I see the book sitting on the <laughs> on the coffee table, and I'm like, okay, uh, lesson number one: not buying you a book no more. Lesson number two: you have a thing that you stick to, and you don't sway from that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I understand people have their favorites. Like, I have my favorites type of uh, genre of reads. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I have learned throughout this year of us doing this book club is definitely that I have been able to, like, stretch myself and say, okay, I want I, I want to see and read this fantasy and magical realism and sci-fi and see where that goes and see that's if me. I actually like it. That's me. all the influence see we do live under the same rock (laughs) um but also you know like one of my things that i want to um do next year is i want to read at least four books a month we already reading two we doubling up in Mm -hmm. 2021 so you know we've decided that we're going to do fiction and we're going to do ya Yes. Um, so get ready, people. Get ready, cause here yeah, we come for the people that it. enjoy YA. Cause I am not a YA reader. So we're um, we're gonna see where that goes. I mean, I was reading YA when I was a young adult, <laughs> but <laughs> after that, I'm like, I can't stand it. <laughs> but um, yeah. So we are we're gonna be doing those things. But I also want to see if I can just add two more book rounds my supplemental reads (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna be trying to do a lot more reading um in addition to that i wanted to um i want us uh 
I got to let go of something. So normally when you're taking on a resolution, it's like, this is what I'm adding to my life to make myself better. But this time around, I'm like choosing to delete something. And that is, I, um, I don't want to stop. I don't want to keep hogging up all of the, all of the eBooks in the library for people who are waiting to read them and not read them. Like I have them just sitting there and then I get the message. Oh, you're one of those. Yes. So I'm that person that like, I know that I can read this book. It'll be in my phone for three weeks. And then I'll get the notification like, oh, your loan is, is ending. Do you want to renew? And I always go and I renew it. And we can renew it three times. So I end up keeping that book for almost Mm -hmm. like two and a half months. And I feel, I feel bad for whoever is waiting for this book, but it's like, I want to read this book, but I can't find the time to read the book, but I don't want it to leave, especially if it's a book that people are trying to get to, because I know it'll take me forever to get the book back. Yes, that is true. So I want to not do that. I'm trying to purge my, my ebook, uh, my ebook storage right now and send them back to the library. It's a hard thing. Um, I, but I, I, I don't want to go into 2021, um, keeping other folks who are trying to do the same <laughs> thing as me. I know it. Don't lie. Y'all ain't reading these books. <laughs> it's just sitting there. It's just sitting on your phone and your Kindles and your apps and all those other things. So that's I, for sure. I, I guess I guess it reminded me of something that I thought that I would enjoy. Audiobooks. Because to me before, audiobook is kind of cheating. Like you're not really reading. You're listening to a dummy. No, that's reading, yo, though. But, that's reading. But it does it does help me. It increases my comprehension. Yes, um, for sure. And it helps me read faster. And also, <laughs> if you were like uh, blind, yes, audiobooks would be awesome because you're like, I can't read these unless you know unless you're reading Braille. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, like, what if your hands were cut off or something like that? Then you you have to depend on the audiobook. I know, and they're so fun. They have feelings, and I'm like, oh, and. I don't know. I I never thought that I would enjoy it. It's kind of like re- listening to the radio and like this old timey dramas. Yeah, that, that my grandpa would listen to. It's tricky though because sometimes you can get an audio book. I do not. I don't like to read audiobooks re- that are read by the writers. If the writer of the book is reading the book to me, I'm turning it off. Because there's something about when they get actors to read these books, they are putting so much more feeling into the book than uh, would would a writer. Because a writer is very like, you know, this is my book and da 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 da. (laughs) And I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'm turning this this off, right? (laughs) But even even still, sometimes you can have somebody who's been hired to read the book and they don't have a good voice. No. Because I loved Sabrina and Karina. I also read, I read along and I listened to the audiobook. But there was one story. I think I swear I started the story over like four times. And, I'm, and I realized like, I can't get past the story because it's the person's voice. So I just said, I'm going to read it on my own and I'm going to skip over it. And that one was good because 
that particular audiobook, the people were it was different people reading yes, every single story. Some people were repeats, but there was one voice that I think they only read once that I was just like, No, I can't do it. <laughs> and there are probably people out here, you know, that probably listen to the podcast and don't like the sound of my voice. And like yeah. I get it. Like I don't like the sound of my voice. So <laughs> you know. Shout out to the people who stand by what they like and what they don't like. Um, what are some of the things that have um saved me um outside of vulgar genes during the pandemic? It's I was, baking. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, we were doing a lot of baking at the I beginning. Became, I be, I became a I be, have become a baker. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was in that tent. I was in that tent. She made like a delicious miso bird miso pound cake. It was yummy. It was so good. It was uh, from the wonderful kitchen of Momofuku, and one of the um, chefs, I guess, or I should say, one of the bakers, um, in his restaurant was like, "I'm gonna make a dessert or a cuisine." one or the other out of every ingredient in this kitchen and hence the birth of the burnt miso pound cake and it was fucking amazing it was delicious so definitely baking has been a savior for us um tiktok has been a savior for me i don't i don't have the app but I, I have Instagram. And so on Instagram, I, there are a few people that I follow that Akila Hughes, if you've ever seen Akila, obviously, on YouTube, if you haven't, you need to follow her. She doesn't do YouTube videos much anymore. I think she's, like, pulled herself away from that because she's doing a lot more. She's living in Los Angeles. She's trying to build a, a new platform career for herself. And she hosts a podcast called What A Day. Mm-hmm. They give the news in like twenty minute bites every single day. It's it's combines like the news with a little bit of comedy. It's really mm-hmm. good. But she in her Instagram feed has decided that not only will she, you know, share moments in her stories about her life, but she basically helps curate <laughs> TikTok videos that she finds that are hilarious. And I found one where it's this guy who's wrapped up in a blanket <laughs> that's singing a song about, you know, it being burrito time. When I If I find that, I'm going to play it on this podcast. But it is... It is, <laughs> it is a treasure. So cute. If someone gave that to me, like, on a cassette tape for Christmas, that would be, like, probably one of the most best presents anyone could ever give me no i think it's just so cute i think it was cuter because the person was wrapped up in a blanket yes yes so you wouldn't want it on the cassette tape you wouldn't want it on a phone i would i would want it on a vhs (laughs) i because that is the vibe of the song it gives me that 80s jingle vibe yes i would want it on a vhs tape that i would have to personally go down to the Walmart or the Target, buy a VHS if player and or have somebody convert the VHS tape over to a DVD so I can watch it forever and ever and ever. It is it is beautiful. 
It's beautiful. I probably would get the the song tattooed on my arm. <laughs> no, don't. Oh, that would be so cute, though. You're on your own here. I'm trying. Then people will be asking me, like, what is this? And then I have to sing it to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anywho, um, TikTok, thank you. Not only has it been a, a place of, like, you know, joy from which we could find in our lives during a pandemic, but it also has been a... A, a place where people have used it as um, a means of movement um, in our political uh, uprising. And in addition to that, a segue into that, I just want to say another congratulations to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, because that's also what I got looking forward to 2021 when yeah. we go into the new year. It's a, it's a brand new chapter, folks. It's a brand new chapter. And we about to turn it. We about to turn it. It's going to be so full of just yummy things. <laughs> yummy, yummy things. Y'all better get ready because Vulgar Genius, we we coming out a-blazing. <laughs> a-blazing. I'm hyping myself up because a lot of it is probably like 90% hype because I don't know what the fuck we're going to do next year, but... The ten percent is awesome. That what we ha- what we have planned. I mean, what do you mean it's ten percent? It's most of the stuff. Ninety is like it's brewing. It's coming together. We don't know. Let's be honest. We don't know. <laughs> but what we got? What we got for y'all? I mean, let the people know what we doing in January. Yes. Yeah, so you know, you know this author named <laughs> Disha. Disha Filia. Disha Filia, National Book Award finalist, and who is the writer of our book of the month for December, The Secret Lives of Church Ladies, slid into our DMs. Yeah, she would want to talk to the little people. She wants us. I mean, that just felt so good that we get to we get to interview her. Yeah. So if you've read this book, come join us. Join us. We need questions. If you have questions about what she has written just like shoot or us the, an email or the stories or you can find us at instagram yeah at vulgar genius book club know. yeah because we we are very excited to talk to her and her stories are fire <laughs> yes they're so it's, good it's adult reading um <laughs> let's put a disclaimer it's not for the it's not for the young kids and don't get it twisted this is also not um, this is not for your church study group, Bible study group. No. Don't take this to church. You're going to burn. <laughs> <laughs> this is not for, this is not when, for When, when you step in through those, through those double doors. To, <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't want to, um, take this to your first lady and be like, I think we should read this as a group. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> Um, yeah, but that is something that we're looking forward to. We also created merch. Yes. So y'all buy some of our shit, please. Like, you know, we want to keep this train going. Yeah, we... Buy a shirt. Buy a shirt. Buy buy a mask. I don't know. Buy a bag. A Get tote, a tote bag. A sticker, a magnet, something. We don't get a... Like, quite honestly, we don't get a lot from this merch. It's just, you know... It's some. It's to us whatever we do is fun, and we want to share our love for this with the people. And this is their, your way to be able to be like, 
you know, they made this for us. Yes, we made it for you. Yes. Well, I mean, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, go spend some money. Go spend some money and just, just, feel good about yourself. Just a little bit. Because, Retail therapy. Because it, it it's cute, you know. Um, I had a design. <laughs> yes, so Denny has a special design. Um, I will re- be releasing my design soon. Um, when I could think of what I want it to look like, but hers is called Emotional Wilderness. It's beautiful. It's flowers it's with very vulgar geniuses written in it. Vintagey. It's it's basic. It's it's girly, but it's also it's grandma chic. That's, there you go. That that is my life. That is my that is what I live. That's her mo- hashtag mood forever, <laughs> forever and ever. So yeah, you know. When you're when you go out there and you buy that tote bag, it just we are out there walking with you to the grocery store so you can carry your eggs home. Yes, you know, that's us. Those avocados <laughs> for your guac. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the interview, we got merch, and we also are working on our very first Vulgar Geniuses Award Show. Yay! And, you know, like, we're not choosing the winners. You all are choosing the winners. So we want to hear from you. If you've read the books, if you... Or if you just listen to the podcast, because they're going to be awards about, you know, the, your favorite interviews. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So uh, we want we want to know. So uh, what were your favorite interviews? Probably it would have to be Sunil. For sure. I knew you were going to say Cause that. Because it... It was just kind of, it was seeing myself in a different way. That's why representation matters. Yes. (laughs) Because it hits, it hits you different. It really hits you different. Like every, every interview that we did, we're very thankful, very blessed. SJ Sindhu is a wonderful writer, author, person, um, very relaxed, very smart, um, and Michelle Flores as well. Like she is a oh, she was she, a delight. Yeah, it was. She's hilarious, but she also is. She has a good set of head over those shoulders, and like she knows her identity. And I hope, like you know, Latin X people would like when see when they see her, she'd be like, yes, you know, mm-hmm. somebody is succeeding that that looks like me. Mm-hmm. But I think when Sanel Barnes cried. When I made Sinel Barnes cry, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I know it was an emotional day already for her because her book made it to the New York Times list, you know, to read. Like, what to read next. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was already in her feelings. But, you know, it, we I think we share the same feelings of, like, she just want to be seen and heard. And I did that for her. And I just want to see and hear something that's like me. Mm-hmm. So for that to happen is some sort of like a magical blessing from the universe. Without a doubt. I think my favorite interview would probably have been with Michelle Flores. Because, I mean, it was... all Of all the people that we, we interviewed, you know, as far as like, you know, who people know, she was the least known mm-hmm. one that came to us in a roundabout way. So, you know, like... To be able to sit down and talk to somebody who is a teacher and who's also a poet and writer and has all of these ideas and life experiences, it was it it felt really good, 
you know, to uh, to have that conversation. It was it it I was I think I was put in a new space after having that talk with her. It mm-hmm. just made me feel so good. And what it is that we're doing here of talking to all of these writers, none and known and unknown, mm-hmm. you know, and wanting those unknowns to become known. Yeah, because she she is dope. Yeah, she definitely deserves it. And, um, you know, also shout out to uh, Jonathan Perry. He was also someone else that we had a chance to talk to about, you know, what he's doing for the community in regards to Black Lives Matter movement. So we're really excited about, you know, the potential people that we will be able to to talk to come 2021. Yeah, because I, I think I look forward to the books that these authors, like... T- tell me or tell us what to read mm-hmm. i always i'm like oh my god what do they like i i geek out and upon geeking out so i read one of sj sindu's like recommendations like she's like it's so hard to pick a favorite top five top five books like in life so she's like for the last five years i'm like of course you smart you you enter us in a, in a good way because <laughs> i'm like okay yes ma'am and so, you know, she recommended one book. It's called Exit West. And I'm I'm still, like, kind of, like, in this dream state of, of that book. And it's so, it's so nice just to see the people that you kind of admire, admire something else. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of, like, share that admiration again for somebody else. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's just so nice. To hear some somebody talk about something else, and then you end up liking it, so it's kind of like you have a common ground with that person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 it's. I guess it's the magic of like relationship with people, and like I guess communication. It's it's nice. It's a very nice feeling. So as we get to a place where um, where we're wrapping up. Um, our podcast, our last podcast of the year. Um, is there anything that you want to predict about 2021? Where will we be in the future? In the future. Well, I I don't want to predict. I just want to, I think, wish that I wish we can continue doing this for a very long time. Mm. And I wish that we can interview more writers. And if you're a writer of color and you're listening to this... Pro- President Barack Obama. <laughs> Michelle Obama, you know. Both of writers. And I know they listen to our podcast. <laughs> I'm for sure. So, you know, it's... Because it's hard. We're little people in a world of, like, bookstagrammers and, like... People who have been doing this for a minute. Yeah, and and they have their shit down. They have their, like, Instagram layouts done, and, like, they plan for outfits, for books. Like, we're two regular people here just trying to do what we like doing. And, you know, but if if you're a writer and you're a person of color, this is your venue. This is your voice. So if you're listening to this and you want us to talk about your book, you know, just send it to us. If we like it, we'll hit you up, like yeah. for sure. Because what we 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 do it like <laughs> we, unapologetically do oh, it. Oh yeah, like 
it it would we sometimes we crash and burn, sometimes we succeed, but hey, we do it. <laughs> we we if may we, we may crash and burn, but we uh we um rise to see another day like yeah. a phoenix. <laughs> yeah, but if we like you enough, we're we're gonna at least try. Yeah. Um, you know, I wish we could have interviewed all the writers that we liked for a book, but you know, most of them are like Jason Reynolds, um, Colson Whitehead, Kali, Fernando Einstein. But you know what? I think we also have the potential of interviewing those future well known. Exactly. Names, so you, you know? never know. It could be it could be a match make in heaven. Yeah. And we could we could start something new. Um, or if you wanna collaborate with us and do some stuff with us, we're down. Hit us up. We, Tell us what you wanna what you wanna do, how we can work it out. Yep. And you know, if and we like to support independent bookstores. Right now we're supporting Kizzy's Books and More's Books and More here in um Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. But if you are an independent bookstore somewhere else and you just want to be heard and you want to be promoted, we are your venue. There you go. Yep. We we can talk about it and you know, we can make you a spiel. Because we, we know like in the in the time of Amazon, you know, it's yeah, really it's hard, hard. It's being hard. A, an independent bookstore. I mean, even when you look at Barnes & Noble, which is kind of, in a sense, is now like a independent bookstore because they've been having horrible sales and trying mm-hmm. to survive. Everybody's trying to survive, and this was pre-pandemic. Yes. Um. So, you know, Amazon makes it really difficult. They can sell cheap books and not care about the loss that they make because of it. But, you know, you all are selling them at the price that they are because you're trying to make a profit for you. to, And it's not that big of a, you know, those $2 ain't going to make make you the richest person in the world. But we understand that you are doing this because you love to do it. And we want to support everybody that's doing what they love to do and bringing literature into everyone's world. So, um, yeah, hit us up. You know, if you want to talk, is there something that you want to say and get off your chest? <laughs> Let us know. You know, with 2021, it's going to be a beautiful year. I, I feel it in my bones. And, um, yeah, so. It's going to be a brand new day um, for vulgar geniuses and for the world. <laughs> and for you. For you. So we just want to say um, thank you so much for being with us. If you've been with us since since day one, we want to thank you for being our day ones from day one. Oh, gee. And, um, or if, if you just got here yesterday, who the fuck cares? Welcome. You're welcome. at home now. You're welcome. in a safe space. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So we hope that you all have a wonderful holiday season for those who celebrate. If you don't, we hope you have another, a wonderful month and we see you next year. Yes, next year. Whoop, whoop. Until then, we bid you farewell. Be safe. Wear a mask. Wash your hands, people. Wash your hands. And take care. Bye-bye. Happy Bye. New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. Deuces.
We hope you enjoyed our show. Follow us on Instagram at Vulgar Geniuses Book Club. Our theme song was produced by Sean Kantrowitz. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Sean Dammit. That's spelled S-E-A-N-D-A-M-M-I-T. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. See you next time. Deuces.